Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Massive story internationally. The United States and the UK attacked Houthi rebels of Yemen with a missile barrage two days ago. And airstrikes after the Houthis repeated rocket and missile assaults on international commercial shipping in the Red Sea. Canada, it said, played a non-direct role. I have no idea what that could be. Our guest will. What does this lead to? And are we involved in asymmetric global war already? Political ran a piece three days ago. American intel officials warned of risk of Hezbollah attacking the United States. Vice Admiral Mark Norman is our guest. It's almost an honor to speak to the Admiral, former commander of the Royal Canadian Navy and vice chief of the defense staff. Admiral, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, and to you and your listeners, Roy. Um, thanks for having me back. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, Admiral, for many Canadians, the Houthis are really an unknown reality other than perhaps being seen as a Yemen-specific rebel force fighting a domestic civil war. But they're obviously more than that. So how seriously do the Houthis deserve attention in the big picture international reality? Well, I, I think... Uh given where they're located and the impact that they're having right now on the broader uh, international uh, relations and international economics, we have to take them seriously. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, this is one of these um, potential spillovers you and I have discussed from the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict that's been ongoing now for a few months. And uh, the ability of this organization, whether whether we want to subscribe them to a particular level or caliber of organization is irrelevant. The fact is that they're interfering with global shipping and that's having an, a knock-on effect on um, economics. And, and uh, the cost of this hasn't hit home yet, and it will. Um, I figure another two, three months and the cost of goods, which is already um, exorbitant for most Canadians, uh, is going to go up because the cost of moving stuff around the world is being impacted by uh, by these uh, by these rebels, this organization. And of course, they're not acting alone. They're supported, uh, I suspect, by uh, by Iran or friends of Iran. Admiral uh, Iran is upping its determination to attack Israel and the United States. No question there. Politico exclusively ran a story three days ago, and the headline was. American intel officials warn of risk of Hezbollah attacking the United States. Um, so first the Middle East, then potentially within the United States. That's what Politico says. What causes you concern on that front, Admiral? Iran specifically engaging its proxies potentially to attack the United States. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, whenever um, we hear overt threats of uh, attacks against America. I think that causes uh, significant concern. 
Um, the Americans take these things very seriously, as as you know, and uh, that just causes everything else to get ratcheted up. And and notwithstanding what may or may not happen with respect to those threats, um, the bigger issue here is that the United States is um, being drawn into, and and I will go as far as to suggest distracted and I don't mean that in a pejorative way what I mean is that they're 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 so focused on what's going on in the Middle East right now that uh, you know uh, anything else could happen somewhere else um, that's a bit of an exaggeration but it just points to the fact that this this is a big big issue for the US is it a huge stretch to suggest that potentially there's asymmetric world war an asymmetric world war underway now with actors like China, Russia, and Iran engaged on the other side? It's not, it's not a ridiculous notion. Um, that the problem with uh, the characterization, not you personally, is that we tend to see uh, global conflict uh, through the characterization of the early 20th century and world wars. I think Perhaps the 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 more twenty um, first uh, century view of this is we're in another form of cold war, um, but it's it's not it's hot cold war in the sense that these are these are conflicts which are regionally focused, but they are having a massive effect on um, the bigger pieces of global security. And so we see, you know, the Ukraine conflict, which hasn't gone away. We're seeing the Middle East um, basically trying to figure out what its new um, reality is going to be uh, here in, in early 2024. And these are all um, these are all indicators of a, of a bigger conflict, bigger, more tension behind the scenes. And uh, in many respects, um, but the way the Americans behave and the way America's allies behave um, are, are going to, I think, set a bit of a, a tone um, for, for the next several years, for sure. Um, Admiral, you said just before the break that what the United States does and what U.S. allies do as far as responding to the threats and assaults by uh, Iran, or at least Iranian proxies, not Iran directly so far, will perhaps set the stage for the next few years. Well, one of the allies is, of course, this country, and Canada is said to have an indirect role in the airstrikes on the Houthis. Can you expand on that, please, and, and, and just and, and include this country's contributions, what, what we can do with the little we have? Yeah, so the statement is a bit um, disingenuous in that it's a, it's a mild overstatement at best as to the extent to which Canadians are involved. Yes, Canada, as I understand it, has five staff officers uh, embedded in the U.S.-led primarily naval staff within the 5th Fleet Organization of U.S. Central Command, which is the um, fighting or operational organization that's overseeing the activities um, in the Middle East right now. And so um, I have no idea to what extent one or any of those five officers had anything to do with what went on in the last few days. But, um, yeah, I guess 
Uh, Canada's flag is on the wall uh, amongst, uh, you know, probably half dozen to a dozen other countries, uh, but our contribution is uh, insignificant uh, in a a notable way. And um, that's a function of many things you and I have discussed earlier, and it really comes down to capacity and readiness, and we're just not there. Okay, so the behavior of the United States or the actions taken by the U.S. and American allies setting the stage for what happens over the next number of years in this uh, in these conflicts that are taking place. The the uh, Israel uh, Hamas war enters its hundredth day tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So you know, there's a couple things playing here. Uh, one of them is uh, is this idea of um, uh, challenges to U.S. supremacy and. Um, this is probably something that is, is uh, top of mind uh, for me and, and others, and that is that whether it's a major uh, peer, near peer, um, Russia, China, something like that, or whether it's uh, asymmetric powers, as you described in your introduction, um, that are, are basically uh, taking on the United States and trying to demonstrate that the West in general, but really... Uh, the United States as as the de facto leader of the West, um, first of all, are, are they're not invincible, um, and second of all, they are uh, representative of um, ideas, ideology, values that are inconsistent with the the wishes of countries like Iran and and organizations like Hamas and the Houthis in Yemen and these types of things. And this is all. Um, you know, to be honest, it, it, it should be of concern. Um, and uh, threats directly against the United States are never a good thing. And, uh, and meanwhile, you know, there's, there's other concerns on the other side of the world, um, which are hot at the moment, but they could be uh, easily within the next few years. So one of the other concerns, which was the number one concern until recently, is Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Where does that fit now, Admiral Norman? And the uh, the Ukrainians are still waiting for the F-16 fighter planes. Uh, wh- wh- where does that conflict fit? It seems to have escaped the favor of many. Uh, Germany now, un- perhaps unusually, seems to be the, uh, the, the most vocal country supporting Ukraine in, in Europe. Yeah, so, I mean, the Ukrainian situation has gone away. It's just been overshadowed by more recent events. Um, and the crisis uh, that we've discussed now for the better part of two years is, is ongoing. And arguably, it's getting worse. Um, and, you know, this, this plays right into Russia's long game. That They have the depth, they have the capacity, they have the bench strength to, to, to run this out. Um, and they know that the West is fickle and doesn't have the degree of strategic patience that uh, countries like Russia or China or others have um, for seeing these things through. So, um, you know, thankfully, there are still some, some, some loud uh, supporters of Ukraine, but you can see the, the, the support to Ukraine wavering a little. Um, and this is all playing out as a backdrop to what's playing out in the Middle East. And yeah. I realize that for a lot of people, that there isn't any obvious connection. Um, and I'm not suggesting that 
the forces themselves are connected, but that there is a common thread here. And the common thread is, um, to put it bluntly, um, uh, an underlying anti-American sentiment, and by extension, that is an anti-Western sentiment, okay. um, which implicates Canada as well. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.